Hi friends, welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I attempt to predict the future, not with mystical powers, but with logic, with numbers and statistics. And today it's my unhappy duty to predict something I don't really want to predict, but one of our friends perhaps having to leave in the off season and I think that the city of Cleveland may not be big enough to hold both Kevin Stefanski, our head coach at the Cleveland Browns, and the defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. That would be unhappy, because I like both of those gentlemen, but it might be true. So, what do we want to base that on? Well, I've got some thoughts that I've put down and put that in a PowerPoint. And if you'll give me just a second, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Do my share screen. Window. PowerPoint. And then let's go to slideshow from beginning okay I think the Browns may need to choose between coach Stefanski and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz Stefanski's been a good coach overall yet he has endured some criticism and I don't want you to take this too seriously I think that sometimes for example a uh, shortstop can botch a ground ball or throw it to the wrong base. That doesn't mean that you have to send him back down to AAA or trade him away. Um, but yeah, I've been upset with Kevin um, a few times because I think he has to acknowledge the fact that he has a very, very strong defense, but his offense isn't really that good. And there's a different way that you need to coach when you have more confidence in the defense than the offense. And I don't think he's been able to make that transition mentally or emotionally. He still needs, or he's still thinking that he needs to score tons of points in order to win football games. And that causes him to make some uh, risky decisions, take some chances to try to score some points and puts his team at a disadvantage because it results in more turnovers. That's basically the complaint that I have. But that doesn't mean that he should be fired. I think Kevin is a very, very good coach. Stability is what the Cleveland Browns need. It used to be that they would fire the coach every year, and the Browns were just paying millions and millions of dollars to get new coach and new general manager every year. That was not a good situation by any means. But the fact of the matter is that the Browns uh, assistant coaches, and especially Jim Schwartz, are going to be in demand this season, this offseason. Jim Schwartz is going to be offered a head coaching job in the NFL. I would bet money on that. If that's offered as a proposition bet, uh, please let me know about it because I want to lay some money on that. I believe that's, that's for sure. 
All right, let's talk about Jim Schwartz. What's so great about Jim Schwartz? Well, from a Cleveland standpoint, he started out in Cleveland working for Coach Bill Belichick. You know that guy, the second best coach to ever be fired by Art Modell. First best coach was Paul Brown, the founder of the team. Uh, he became the defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans in 2001 through 2008. He was Detroit Lions head coach for uh, uh, four years in uh, the, or five years actually, excuse me, uh, 2009 to 2013. He actually took that team to the playoffs one year, lost that playoff game, and nevertheless, not easy to take the Detroit Lions to the playoffs. As a defensive coordinator the next season, his team led the NFL in sacks. That was with uh, Rex Ryan as the head coach. You can take your pick who you want to give most of the credit to, but um, gosh, you got to like that mindset, that defensive mindset where you're going to attack the offense rather than just lay back and wait to see what they're going to do. As a defensive coordinator for Philadelphia, they won the Super Bowl. How about that? Um, but at the end of the run at 2020, he quit and cited health issues as a reason why he wanted to leave. But at the same time, Coach Doug Peterson left when the team was 4-11-1. I think Peterson was actually fired, and the Eagles were uh, interested in having Schwartz stay on as defensive coordinator because they really liked him, but he said, no, nah, that's okay, I think I'm going to leave. I've got some health issues, and so um, just sort of burned out on this whole thing. I think it probably had more to do with 4-11-1. I don't really take that seriously. I believe that he is totally fit, and if offered a head coaching job with a four- or five-year contract, he will accept that. That's what I think for what it's worth. Uh, interesting question, though, is, well, what if Coach Stefanski does move on? Let's well, suppose that they decide that they're going to promote Jim Schwartz from within to be the head coach. Who would be the offensive coordinator? Uh, would it continue to be Alex Van Pelt? Is he still the guy? What has he actually done in Cleveland? It's a little bit hard to tell because... Uh, the head coach, Stefanski, probably does a lot of the offensive coordinator's job. It's hard to tell how much credit or blame Van Pelt gets compared to Stefanski. I think that whatever they do, a lot of it should be done with the consultation of Deshaun Watson. Remember, that's part of the reason why he had problems in Houston is he felt that he wasn't being consulted but logically, you need to have somebody that's going to bring out the very best in Deshaun Watson. And there's every reason to want to talk to your quarterback about who do you think would be a good offensive coordinator. And I do have a candidate in mind. It's not somebody that has a great Deshaun Watson background, but it is somebody that has an impressive resume at developing quarterbacks, including Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Let's talk about that. What about Kenny Zampezi? Who? Well, Kenny Zampezi 
uh, comes from a football family. Uh, his dad was the offensive coordinator for years and years with the Cincinnati Bengals when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, his son, Kenny, started out with the St. Louis Rams as a wide receiver coach in the Kurt Warner days. That wasn't such a bad thing. Mike Mart's offense, a run-and-shoot offense. Uh, he went over to the Cincinnati Bengals when they drafted Carson Palmer, and so he bears some credit for Carson's development. And more importantly, I think it's more, import, uh, more impressive that he helped Andy Dalton have some major seasons and got to the playoffs uh, under his tutelage. I think Carson Palmer, you kind of expect to go to the playoffs. Andy Dalton, I'm not so sure that you do. But nevertheless, under Kenny Zampezi as the offensive coordinator, Andy Dalton had good years, and they got to the playoffs year after year. They would win 10, 11 games and make the playoffs. Very impressive stuff in my mind. Uh, he got fired when the team stopped drafting well, and he got blamed when the Bengals went 0-2, didn't score very many points, but actually it was against the two best defenses in the NFL that year. Anyway, he got fired. Uh, Hugh Jackson became the offensive coordinator at that point. And then, of course, the Cleveland Browns hired him because they figured he was an offensive genius. And um, when he left the Cleveland Browns, when Hugh Jackson left the uh, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield had his best year in 2018 when Hugh Jackson left. That was his best quarterback rating uh, when Kenny Zampezi was operating without Hugh Jackson. Now, a lot of people uh, thought that, um, well, you know, it's, it's not actually uh, Kenny Zampezi that's um, responsible for Baker Mayfield's uh, sudden surge in the second half, and so he did not get the any consideration for the head coaching job. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was credited for all of the offensive success, and somehow the success did not transfer over to 2019. Uh, Zampezi was not retained on the grounds that he might be a Hugh Jackson loyalist and cause an insurrection, I guess, so uh, he was fired. Uh, after a year out of the game, he went to Washington and worked with Alex Smith. Alex was a very well-known quarterback and continued to have success, although he had a leg injury. I think everybody knows about that. It was difficult to come back from, but he did. Played okay. Um, but more impressively is he got good success, good numbers out of Taylor Heineke. That's a guy that nobody ever heard of and yet he was very competitive as an NFL quarterback and now Sam Howell he's leading the NFL in passing yardage who is this guy so I'm seeing Kenny Zampezi as a guy that works with quarterbacks and gets really impressive results 
and I think if he can work with Deshaun Watson, that he might really help the passing game, and especially the long ball. So I think a lot depends on what uh, Deshaun Watson wants to do, who he likes, who's available, and I think he should really become involved in the process and a lot of what they decide to do depends on his opinion. That's just common sense. Okay, at this point, I would like to stop for a commercial break and mention as I've done several times on this show, that uh, the introduction music for this uh, broadcast comes to you from Free Sound Music, and in this case, the title of the music is Billy Rock, The Boogie. It is no copyright rockabilly. It is royalty-free uh, 50s rock and roll, and you can go to the free sound music website and you can contribute if you want and so I, I have contributed to this organization and don't have to it's just completely voluntary but since they support me I support them I think it's a really cool thing okay so let's pause for additional uh, commercials okay Johnny Cleveland it's yours and we're back So, um, that's basically the gist of it. I don't think that it's going to be possible to retain uh, Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator. He's done such an outstanding job that some team has got to hire him as a head coach. He's just been tremendous. The defense that the Browns have put on the field has been out of this world. He's done a remarkable job with superstar Miles Garrett, who started out as a superstar and yet has really elevated his game. Uh, you've heard other analysts on the uh, Fanatical Elves Sports Network explain how uh, Miles used to be kind of a designated pass rusher, but now that he's really become uh, much more cerebral in his approach to defense and that he's uh, not been trapped like he used to be sometimes you know sometimes they kind of let him come through and then they switch to a run and run past him and he's been able to distinguish uh, much more effectively when that happens and kind of uh, you know, play cat and mouse with the offensive lineman and the quarterback and figure out what they're up to and diagnose the play correctly and that's really a uh, what something that you learn to recognize it's something that you have to be taught and that you have to pick up from film study and it's obvious that he's learned a lot in uh, the off season he's really prepared in a much different way I think he was always dedicated to his craft I don't question that at all but I think he's been much more effective this year that he's been able to understand much more of the defense than he was in past seasons and a lot of that I think uh, goes to the uh, the uh, defensive coordinator I think it's been tremendous 
this is the best defense that we've had uh, since the Browns have been back since 1999. This is the best defense we've ever seen. And it's just been really incredible. That's why we've won as many games as we have. The Browns have won seven games. And it's because of uh, Jim Schwartz as the biggest variable uh, from 2022 to 2023. He's the biggest difference. He's a difference maker. The, you can see that the team really looks up to him. And uh, I am really torn about whether the Browns are going to stay with Kevin or whether they're going to go with Jim. We had a similar situation after the 2018 season when the Browns made a belated playoff push after really having a bad time with Hugh Jackson. You know, that was really messed up when, you know, the Browns went 0-16 and did not fire everybody. Uh, they did fire the general manager, but they decided to keep Hugh Jackson, and partly it was because they had recognized that they'd done him wrong by deliberately trading away good players in order to obtain high draft picks and they made some moves that were just not good football moves. You know, Joe Hayden comes to mind as the biggest complaint that there was no reason to get rid of Joe Hayden. They didn't really save money by cutting him. Uh, I think they saved $4 million, but they lost, basically. They spent um, something like $11 million was charged against the cap, and you didn't have the player. That didn't make any sense. And so Pittsburgh Steelers picked him up and beat our brains out, and that was embarrassing. I think that the, that the general manager in that case embarrassed the team by making that move, and that could not be tolerated. That was not acceptable management, financial management, to do that. But anyway... Uh, that was on the general manager. He was fired, and I think the team felt that they had really uh, done Hugh Jackson wrong, and they said, well, we're going to give you uh, another year, but they listened to the people. I think Jimmy Haslam listened to news people, which they shouldn't do, and they said, oh, but we think your play calling is really terrible, so we want you to get Todd Haley, the former offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, and let him call plays. And that's just really warped when you have people that are supposed to work for the head man, the head coach, and he's got more authority than the head coach. That's totally dysfunctional. You can't do that. You can't have people below you that are your boss. That's... Anybody that goes to business school can tell you you can't have the inmates running the asylum. That just is, in, well, it's insane. You can't do that. It's not going to work. So, uh, you know, anyway, we had to choose between Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. Who was it that got the Browns to win in the second half of the season after they were so terrible the first half of the season and the Browns decided well it must be Freddie Kitchens that got the offense going because the defense wasn't really that good we think it was Freddie Kitchens that got 
Baker Mayfield to really up his game. But I think it was Kenny Zampezi who never got any credit, but he was the quarterback guru. Um, Freddie was what? He was like the running backs coach, I think. I don't think that he really had that much to do with Baker Mayfield's success. Maybe he was the tight ends coach. I don't know. But anyway, somehow, uh, Freddie wound up getting the credit uh, even though Greg Williams, who was a former quarterback, by the way, was the head coach for the second half of the season and had a winning record. I think he was 5-3, and three, and so we went with Freddie, and that was a mistake. But we have a similar situation now where we've got two guys. You know, you know but we were sure that Freddie Kitchens was going to be hired away as a head coach. This time, though, I think it's for real. I think that it's very, very unlikely that Jim Schwartz is going to not be a head coach. Very unlikely that he will continue to be the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, even though I think he's very happy with Cleveland. He's you know, back to his roots. I think he likes it here, but it'll be very, very hard to keep him here because he's going to get a head coaching offer, and it's going to be a good one. So, who's it going to be? Who's going to be the head coach? Will it continue to be Kevin, or will we choose Jim Schwartz? Uh, that's a tough, tough, tough decision. I'm glad it's not me that's going to make the decision that will be made by the Haslam family, and uh, we'll just have to sit tight and see what happens. That's all I got for today. I'll talk to you again soon. Everybody have a wonderful day and a great week. God bless. Bye for now.